You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey everyone, how's it going? It's Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. I hope that you are well. I hope you are enjoying your weekend. Hope you've had a a better weekend than the Cincinnati Bengals have had, that is for sure. Uh, After making a quarterback change, after coming off a bye week, after a lot of different things, the Cincinnati Bengals uh, get the Ravens at home in a rematch, and they lose by over five touchdowns to the tune of 49-13. to 13. Really, really embarrassing performance by the team. Um, really embarrassing performance by the coaches, considering that this team is off the, off the bye week. They made the quarterback change. Not a good... Not a good showing by the Cincinnati Bengals on a number of different fronts. We're going to talk about a, a couple of different things, really pointing out to some of the specifics that really point to just how poor of a year it's been for the Cincinnati Bengals. I'll take your questions and comments as well. Um, if if you're joining us on YouTube, the Orange and Black Insider YouTube channel, as well as the Cincy Jungle Facebook page, thanks for joining us and commiserating with me if you will. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm seeing all kinds of stuff. They're doing this on purpose. Uh, same old S word. I'll, I'll be, I'll be uh, polite. Um, you know, tank fast. I'm seeing all this stuff. You know, it's, it's easy to say that when, especially when you saw Yesterday, yesterday, Saturday, the LSU-Alabama game, you saw how great both Tua Tagovailoa and Joe Burrow played. Obviously, those two guys will be top five picks this next in this next year's draft. One of them is likely to end up being a Bengal. Um, you know, the, the Bengals, as it appears, will have their choice of quarterbacks if that's the route they want to go. But speaking of quarterbacks, the Bengals made a specific change today to a Zach Taylor guy in Ryan Finley. That was the guy they moved up for in the fourth round to get. He was a guy that is supposed to be a better system fit. And really it was a lot, a lot more of the same. There were, there were some things that we saw today from Ryan Finley that showed some promise, right? I mean, I do a winners and losers column every week and you know, I had him at one point I had him on the losers list. I had him on the winners list. And then, you know, based on some things and, I just left him off the thing entirely based on it being his first start, based on it being, uh, you know, the offensive line that was in front of him was not good today again. And there was, it was a mixed bag. It was a mixed bag. He had a terrible pick six. He took a sack and fumbled the ball away that led to another 
defensive touchdown. Not really his fault. He's avoiding pressure there, but you got to hang on to the football when you can. Um, pick six was his fault, but you know he. W- there are a couple of times he finishes. Uh, you know his numbers were sixteen of thirty, one sixty-seven, a touchdown and interception. The touchdown was a nice throw to Eifert. I mean, late midway through this, the the third quarter, they're trying to get something going. They're trying to put points up on the board, sustain drives. They move the ball a little bit. What does he do? He throws two balls to Stanley Morgan right in his hands. Not big gains, mind you, but one probably would have been a first down and one would have got them in a better position. Two balls in a row, drops, ends up stalling out a drive and, and, you know, not getting the help. And obviously the Stanley Morgan, promising college player, I think we all like that the, the team added him as an undrafted free agent, but I mean, this this just kind of proves that if he's in there basically taking starter-type snaps, that's kind of indicative of where the Bengals are at with the wide receiver position, with their offense, the injuries, all of that right now. Um, I don't think a lot of us envisioned Ryan Finley throwing to Stanley Morgan in a – I mean, at the, at the point it was a blowout, but still a meaningful game, a game that you know was in the third quarter – um, we just didn't really envision that quarterback receiver tandem. And that's where we're at with things. So there's a little bit, there are some instances where you give Ryan Finley a pass much in the same way of Dalton, you know, the surrounding help issue and all of that. But at the same time, there really wasn't that much of a different result with Ryan Finley under center than there was with Andy Dalton. I saw a couple of things that Ryan did. Ryan Finley did do today that, Dalton did not do this year, and that is avoid sacks, avoid pressure. Finley was sacked twice when really he probably could have been sacked, you know, uh, four or five times. I think he avoided a a couple of those and turned one or two of those into a positive play. So um, that really was something that was lacking from Dalton under center. But for the most part, same type of thing, a lack of excitement in, in the passing game, not, you know, not pushing the ball downfield very much. You know, there's just there's not a lot of sizzle to this offense, and it's a lot of factors. If you follow me on Twitter, it's the coaching, it is the quarterback play of both quarterbacks, it's the offensive line most definitely, and uh, it's the injuries. All of those things are culminating into what we're seeing here. Now, let's let if you want to really know how badly this season has gone for Cincinnati, there are a couple of uh, of statistics we can throw out to you. Joe Mixon, who had a very high level effort game today uh, went over a hundred yards. It was the first time he went over a hundred yards this year. First time he went over a hundred yards this year. I guess that's a dubious statistic in itself. You have a hundred yard rusher for the first time in, in nine games in your ninth game of the season that usually, especially when it's a guy who led the AFC last year in rushing yardage, that points to an inherent problem. You, you have a quarter, you know, your rookie quarterback threw his first touchdown pass, but really his first touchdown pass was a pick six, if you want to kind of be cynical about that. Jesse Bates got an interception late in the game when Lamar Jackson was benched, and it was off of backup Robert Griffin. First interception by a Bengals defender since week three. First interception by a Bengals defender since week three. That's not going to win you football games, okay? And... Even though Bates had a nice play, 
that was against a backup quarterback. And earlier you saw him a step or two late on a touchdown pass to Hollywood Brown after Lamar Jackson took a quarterback hit. The Cincinnati Bengals hired an offensive-minded head coach, offensive staff that he brought in. They trust and trusted him with this. Now, granted, we know all of the injury issues. We know all of the things that have plagued the Bengals this year. The Bengals have not scored more than 23 points this season. And for them, and that was once. And for the most part, now they're even struggling to get past 13 or 14 points in these past few weeks. And that's despite Ryan Finley under center, Andy Dalton under center. So there are a number of big, big issues plaguing this team. These types of statistics that I just pointed out point to a really poor roster, not great coaching, and a team that's just not not good and in a lot of different aspects. There, there are minimal, minimal positives about this team right now. I would say special teams is probably one of the positives. Randy Bullock hit two field goals today, whoopee, in a game you lost by, by five touchdowns. Kevin Huber's probably having the best year of his career as a punter. Um, cool, I guess. And Brandon Wilson is having a nice year returning, returning the ball. Unfortunately, that aspect goes overlooked because when he gives the team good field position, it, obvi- it most often gets squandered and they don't do anything with it. So that is, is a problem in itself. And, and none of the three phases, I've mentioned this before, when one of the phases of the, of the team works well, the other two don't show up. So when the Bengals have a nice kickoff return, like Brandon Wilson gave them late in the game, the offense isn't playing well. When the offense is scoring points, the defense is letting up points in a critical drive that they need to hold strong, and they don't. When the defense actually holds strong, the offense comes out and goes three and outs, four play drives, and punt the ball and sends the defense right back out there. So there is just nothing cohesive about this team. I want to talk a little bit more about the offensive line here. I mean, I I said this on Twitter earlier today. I think I wrote it in my... uh, winners and losers column. I I would not be surprised. Well, I, I kind of feel like the Bengals should be in the market for from anywhere from three to five new starting offensive linemen and what they tr- trotted out there today at the very minimum three, maybe even four or five. They need a new left tackle. They think they have one in Jonah Williams. So that may be solved. They probably need a, a, a new... Um, left guard. Billy Price is, is not seeming to be the answer there. Unfortunately, that's a first round pick that is not panning out. By the way, the Bengals took Billy Price instead of Lamar Jackson, who was the quarterback that you saw today, tortured them. So great job there. And then, you, you know, you have Trey Hopkins. That's debatable. John Miller, that's debatable. Of course, we all know that the deal with Bobby Hart. So we don't know the future of Cordy Glenn. Cordy Glenn was practiced this week. He was questionable. He was a coach's decision, all this kind of stuff. He didn't end up playing today. He hasn't played these first nine games after getting a concussion and then getting into it with coaches and all of that. So we don't know the future there. If things, if, you know, fences are mended and all of that, maybe of those 
three, four, or five different offensive new offensive lineman starters that you're looking for. Maybe you have two already on the roster in Jonah Williams and Cordy Glenn. And that's maybe the left side of your line in 2020. Trey Hopkins has played pretty well throughout most of the season. Uh, high pro football focus grades. He did not play well today against the Ravens. And, you know, when your guys aren't playing well against the stiffest competition, that's not a good sign. And I'm a, I'm a Trey Hopkins guy. I, I really like what he's done with his career. But, um, you know, there's a debate maybe there that you can you could potentially improve there. John Miller, you know, free agent. One of their big acquisitions, supposedly outside acquisitions, uh, he's been hurt a little bit. And then, you know, I, I think he's just average uh, so that, you know, you can have improvement there. And I think we all know at this point about Bobby Hart. So to me, this offensive line needs a massive improvement. Maybe there's an answer or two that are currently on the team or under contract for 2020 that just aren't being employed because they're hurt or other issues. But it, it, this this needs to be addressed, and you can go through all the quarterbacks you want. You can even, you know, even the great Joe Burrow and Tua, and and even if you like Justin Herbert or these other guys, if you throw these guys and and Finley, who is not as talented as those guys, obviously, but Finley kind of proved this today. If you're going to throw some of these guys, especially young guys that haven't maybe been mentally damaged, I guess from the, the constant pressure that this line is giving up, it's going to get to them. It's going to get to them. And you're, you're not going to, you're not going to be successful if you do not, your team isn't going to be successful if you're not propping up your quarterback for success and other quarterbacks are able to bypass some of those shortcomings better. I think Burrow, Tua, maybe Herbert and others could do that more so than Finley, more so than Dalton, but they're going to need offensive line help. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't know that only a Jonah Williams returning is going to be a cure-all for everything we've witnessed this year. I don't know that even him and Cordy Glenn returning would be a cure-all for everything we've witnessed on the offensive line to this point. Um, so I, you know, it, it remains to be seen. I'm Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. Going to be here for a few more minutes, uh, just kind of breaking down the team's loss to. The Baltimore Ravens, uh, Cincinnati, unfortunately, didn't really seem to do much of anything well on Sunday. Um, you know, Finley had a couple of nice moments. Joe Mixon uh, played very well, given the circumstances and what he had to work with. Um, 100-yard rushing game for him, a couple nice plays in the passing game. But other than that, not, not too much uh, to be positive about at this point. Um Gregory Hartung, shut up. There's nothing to say. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate the feedback, buddy. Uh, keep tuning in and uh, giving us quality feedback like that. Everybody needs that right now. Uh, at any rate, there's a couple of other I, – I, this is interesting. Rob Bellamy says, give, give Zach time. You know, I, I am – of the mindset of, you know, you got to get continuity. You got to give this guy his chance, maybe get him his quarterback, get him, you know, get this team healthy, all of that. I, I understand that, but I'm, I'm seeing a, a massive, even it's, it's really odd. Usually at this point in a new coach's career, if they're, if they're, you know, gonna, 
get the team on the right track. You're, you're, you would see the team really struggle at the beginning of the year and then start to play more competitively at the at the end of the year, the middle parts of the year. So you, you're getting signs of, hey, okay, this team's responding to the coaching. They're learning the system. You know, they, they are buying in. I'm not really seeing that. I'm seeing a lot of poor body language by the Bengals, and I get it. You're not going to be on fire to come to work when you're 0-8 and out of the playoff picture, now 0-9 out of the playoff picture and, uh, you know, kind of reverting back to the laughing stock of the NFL. Um, and I, and I understand that. Um, I'm a little worried about the staff losing control of this team. You know, I, I received some, some messages saying, uh, to the, to the effect of, you know, give him time and he needs to get his guys. And, you know, I, I just, you know, the, the, the one facet that I thought was interesting was, you know, they, these, these veterans that look disgruntled are Marvin guys. These are Marvin's guys. And they, you know, they, they just, they've seen too much. They've been around the team too long. They need to clean house, let Zach kind of rebuild everything from scratch and go from there. Well, that, yeah, I mean that's true. They are Marvin guys, but they've they also, I mean, on, on the flip side of that coin, they've also seen what Marvin brings to the table as a head coach, and they now see what Taylor and his staff brings to the team. And maybe that's some sort of indication that this is not working. He is not working. I don't know. I do think that they they probably need to give him another year. That leash has got to be pretty tight, though, if this team wins less than two games this year and if things don't start to get better because they are, at best, stuck in neutral of a really bad <laughs> – in terms of really bad play, they basically it's a broken record every week. Uh, it, you're seeing a lot of the same mistakes. You're seeing a lot of the same issues. And it doesn't matter who's under center. You're seeing a lot of the same stuff. Um, and, yes – a, a more talented quarterback than an Andy Dalton, a Ryan Finley, you would probably see more competitiveness, maybe even a win or two in there. But this, this is a very, very flawed roster and a very flawed team. Uh, they, they need a lot of different help. Uh, Jason Cole, no creativity. I want to, I want to say this, um, you know, I'm seeing a lot of stuff. Do you like Burrow? Do you like Hertz? I see, um, you know, tank, tank, tank. That was something that was brought up when we first took the air here. They're tanking. You know, it's very clear they're tanking. Um, I, I, reverting back to what I was talking about tanking and what I was just talking about with the veterans and body language and all that kind of stuff. I mean, if that is an obvious thing that the Bengals are trying to do to tank to make sure they get that first pick or whatever the case is, I, I, personally, I mean, I, I don't think as a veteran you buy into that. Um, it's just it, that that makes for an unpleasant work atmosphere. That makes for, I mean, what's your motivation at that point? I mean, either that that breeds an an atmosphere of no accountability. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't really believe in the no tanking thing, even if they're, you know, at this point in evaluation mode, which may be another word for tank mode, but I just, I don't think that's how that breeds a healthy culture for a team. Um, and I, I don't think they're, they're tanking on purpose. They may be, but, um, if they are, I, th I think that breeds a 
a very unhealthy culture for, for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I'm seeing this stuff, Burrow or Hurts, Burrow or Hurts. Um, uh, from what I saw yesterday, you know, I, I've been a Justin Herbert guy. I haven't uh, been shy about that. From what I saw from Joe Burrow yesterday, I was very impressed. Um, you know, I, I, I liked a lot of what I saw there. I did watch a little bit of the Oklahoma game yesterday as well. Jalen Hurts is obviously a very talented, very athletic guy. He's got a lot of wins. Um, I He made a couple of very poor throws yesterday, but that's one game. I get it. And, uh, you know, it depends on what the Bengals want to do. What they If they want to run something that maybe is a little bit more similar to what the Ravens put on the field with Lamar Jackson and that type of system, Hertz would be the guy to run something more like that than a Joe Burrow. Um, I was very impressed with, with uh, Tua's arm strength. He had a, he had quite a few pretty deep balls that uh, unfortunately one was dropped. Uh, another kind of, he dropped it right in the bucket and it turned into a touchdown. So Tua can throw the ball well deep. I was pretty impressed there. Burrow basically threw, a lot of throws. Well, I, I don't think he's got the wow arm, but he's got a pretty good one. Um, right now I would, I would probably say Burrow is slightly above Herbert and Tua and you can make ar- arguments for both. I, I don't have a problem really with any of the three. I mean, to be honest with you, this team needs a, a franchise changer at quarterback. Um, and that's really the way this team is run and the way they've had success in the past. That's what it's going to take. It's going to take that, quarterback that's going to grab the rest of the team by the haunches and even if it's for a small window of success they're going to need that so um uh you know i, I think that that uh, today and and i didn't expect the world of finley today might maybe we would have seen some slight improvements a little uptick in points or something like that that didn't happen but i didn't expect the world from him today i don't know if other fans did but uh, you know i I kind of figured we would see pretty much exactly what we would see. Um, you, you know, a little bit more poise in the pocket and maneuverability to, to avoid sacks. A, a very, a couple of very bad plays and turnovers, one really nice touchdown. You know, I, I, he kind of did what I thought he would do. And it's been pretty much that way for most of the year under Zach Taylor, regardless of who the quarterback is. So they're going to need a different quarterback, I think. And, uh, you know, they'll probably have their choice of who that's going to be. Patty Zimmerman Blaker says, I was hoping they would win today because it's my birthday. Happy birthday, Patty, despite the Bengals getting embarrassed. Um, Hope you have a good birthday and don't let this team uh, negatively affect your birthday. Thanks for tuning in on your birthday, too. That's pretty cool that you want to hang with us uh, on your birthday. Again, I'm Anthony Cazenza with CincyJungle.com and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. You can get all of our news, opinions, analysis, videos, all that kind of stuff on CincyJungle.com. We have a number of different podcasts, including the one that I host, the Orange and Black Insider. There's also Orange is the New Black, which is by Ace Boogie and Zim Huday. There is Matt Minnick, who does a Chalk Talk, a film review episode, which is pretty cool. And then we have a couple of episodes of uh, Sorry If I Spit... When I speak by some of you know him as Daddy O McDuck and Dr. Hoji Smoji, two uh, colorful characters there that have a, a, a pretty fun show. So we've got a full slate of podcasts. You can get those on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Megaphone, a lot of different areas. Get those how you can. And uh, we appreciate the su- support. Subscribe to the channels, all that good stuff. 
Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. I'm going to hang out here for a couple of more minutes and then get out of here. Um, you know, th- this is this is what I this is what I worry about, and I try not to. I try not to think about it too much. Scott Feist in the uh, the live Facebook chat says, "Ain't nobody changing anything in Cincy. Not a quarterback, running back. Nobody until the owner dies or sells. Money is what Brown is after. Not winning or building a winning team." Unfortunately, this is going to be a theme we're going to we're going to probably talk about and have to talk about for the rest of this season and into this offseason as this terrible season uh, comes to a close. Uh, Mike Brown marches to the beat of his own drum and he doesn't really care what other people think. That is for sure. And his family, who is next in line to take ownership, follows suit to that. Unfortunately one would think one is inclined to think that Katie Blackburn, Troy Blackburn, um, other members of the family who are set to take over for Mike Brown will be probably doing things quite similarly to how Mike Brown runs the, runs the team. If you watched our podcast last week or saw the article on Cincy jungle, we put up, we, um, by the way, this is, this is the book here. Go, if you can see it, don't be afraid to win. Um, how free agency changed the business of pro sports. We had Jim Quinn, who is an attorney and um, attorney and obviously author now talk about his experiences. He was instrumental in creating free agency in the major pro sports. And he had a couple of clashes with Mike Brown and he had a couple of stories and um, anecdotes about the Brown family that really point to their unwillingness to change um, their unwillingness to adapt to modern things that occur in the NFL, uh, and, and really their adverse emotions to free agency. And really, you can kind of see that today um, and how they re, how they act or don't act in free agency and getting outside players. They, they just kind of do the bare minimum. And uh, unfortunately, the bare minimum is usually going to get you bare minimum results. And you're seeing that today. Going back to uh, what, what Scott said here about nothing's going to change, I'm going to say this. Last year, when the Bengals had were, were finishing up their third straight losing season, and those are coming off of that terrible loss to the Steelers in the 2015 wildcard game, everybody wanted Marvin Lewis gone. 
Everybody wanted Marvin Lewis gone. It was time. It was time. And and granted, you can look even back now in an 0-9 season and look back and still say, yeah, it was time for a change there, okay? But supposedly, in Mike Brown's own words, what prompted them to part ways and not bring Lewis back was the lack of butts and seats at Paul Brown Stadium. They said they, quote, he said they, quote, unquote, heard the fans um, and they got the message in terms of, you know, people not going to the games. They're fed up. And and the worst thing, instead of being emotional and negative about the Bengals and voicing that negativity from an ownership standpoint and a business stand, businessman standpoint, the worst thing that you can get from your client base or your customer base from the product you have is apathy. Um, you know, if people just kind of, ah, whatever, and that's where a lot of people were, that's where a lot of people are. If you have seen the past couple of games at Paul Brown stadium, whether you're there in person, whether you see it on TV, there is nobody at the, at the stadium this year. And there was very few of them last year. There is nobody there. So, and, and talking about, you know, nothing, the, the comments of nothing's going to change. You know, they made a major change this offseason and they said they based it on the fact of ticket sales, butts and seats, hearing their their customer base, that sort of thing. I, I'm not the one to advocate, don't go to the games. Don't, you know, you're, many of you, if not all of you are grownups, you can do whatever you want to do. It's free country, do whatever you want to do. But note, that they saw some of the things late last season, heard heard the fans' voices, and made a significant change this year. That change obviously has not panned out for the better, but they're seeing same the same type of issues in terms of attendance and everything that could prompt them for more changes. And unfortunately with the Brown family as well, when they do change, it's slow. It's not immense changes. So I don't think, you know, even if they do make more changes in 2020, I'm not thinking they're going to add an indoor practice facility, have a ring of honor, be active in free agency and do all of these things all in one off season. It's a slow erosion of their mindset, their business practices, their operational practices that, that slides away once these issues come up. Um, the bottom line is though, They've lost their last 11 consecutive games. They're now guaranteed their fourth straight losing season since losing that playoff game to the Steelers. You know, a lot of people talk about, oh, that five-year run, that five-year run. Well, they've now had almost as many consecutive losing seasons as they had postseason births from 2011 to 2015. So you can – Harken back to that all you want, but they're now on another era of really, really bad football. So that's kind of getting way further back in the in the rear view, and they've got to fix some issues right away. And it starts at the top, and that trickles down to the coaches, and then obviously down to the roster from there. So that's my thought on things getting better. Um, things can't get worse at this point, but we'll see. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy the rest of uh, what's left of football for, for week 10 here. Unfortunately, the Bengals were dominated at home 49-13 to by the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson 
prove that he is the next superstar quarterback in the NFL. Absolutely embarrassed. The Bengals had three touchdown passes, one on the ground, over 200 yards passing. Um, just a, a stellar game from him. And a reminder that the Bengals unfortunately passed on his services in the draft. And uh, he landed with a division rival, and he's making making things pay, making making other teams pay. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Take it easy. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.